0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears. With the
1: Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and two percent cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No Tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches.
2: The volume.
1: just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code COLLIN so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Golo Podcast, little golf action between some football action, schedule staying the same, Tuesday Podcast Football. Wednesday podcast, go low golf. We'll do another football podcast Friday, mailbag, and we'll just keep rocking and rolling. Once the games start, probably even preseason games, I'll also put out a, maybe a shorter football podcast on Mondays. I'll record on Sundays, um, and we'll just keep rocking and rolling. But obviously, Tony Finau, back-to-back championships, Bedmister, uh a couple, I'll be quick off the top, and then we'll get into Sobel. Me and him talked and hit on a lot of things that I want to talk about. Of course, at Golopod, at Golopod is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs and get your question answered here on the show. Very easy. I'm trying to put up more and more reels and golf content of my own opinions up there, golf-wise. Even though now, I guess, you know, we're coming down the FedEx playoffs. uh, I guess, Wyndham, and then we get to the FedEx playoffs. We have the President's Cup, but for the most part, golf is winding down. All the majors are over, but Liv is still a talking point, and... There are some enormous names: Cam Smith, (laughs) Hideki, rumored to go, which which could happen in the next month. Some people think. uh, I don't know if I talked to Sobel about this on or off the record, but something there's a chance these guys bounce before the Presidents Cup after the FedEx. If they if they lose after the FedEx ends and they lose Cam Smith, especially if they cut him a check for fifteen million dollars, which could easily happen, he's going to be second. Scottie Scheffler's one. So if he wins $15 million and then the next day or the next week bounces with a deckie, obviously they wouldn't be on the same team or whatever, but they land both those guys. That's going to be a blow. But I want to I want to start with something really positive. I have been gambling on this guy for several years. And when you gamble on people, whether it's individual sports like golf or whether it's teams, you watch them very closely and you develop a unique relationship with them. It's like being a diehard fan. You are very, very invested. And as a fan, it becomes natural, right? I grew up a Niners fan. It's easier for me to watch the Niners. If you're listening to this and you're a Blaker fan or a Cowboy fan or a New York Yankee fan, you don't need financial incentive to watch. You watch because it's in your blood. It's who you are. It's in your soul. Well, as we get older, like for me to watch a lot of sports now... One, I either need to be able to monetize it, or two, I need to gamble on it. And when I gamble, and the two sports I gamble on are football, college and pro, and a little college basketball, and a lot of golf. And when you gamble on golf, you follow the guy very, very closely. And I've been gambling on Tony now for a long time. Why? Because I think he's good. And two, I always thought he's just too good. It's inevitable he's going to win. And it was very, very difficult for him to win for a lot of years. Yet he was always finishing in the top 10, in the top 5, in the, win, in the mix to win majors, right in the mix to win all these tournaments, the big ones. And I found myself rooting for him. I don't know the guy personally, but it sure felt like he was a high level guy. And I thought in a day and age when golf has been so convoluted and just tied to negativity and chaos and just just talking points that aren't as fun as just who's going to win the Masters, then like live, who's going to leave? And listen, I like it. It's something to talk about. But ultimately, I like the sport of golf and the PGA Tour or live to watch the best players play each other to who's going to be the best player that given week. And that has changed a little bit. But watching Tony Finau win back-to-back weeks and after he wins wins, start crying and talk to his son, I thought was one of the most resonating moments we've had in golf in a long time. When he said that, I'm so proud that my kids get to see me work so hard, yet they saw me fail so many times. And now they see me succeed and they understand what it takes to be a champion. And I think so often we think, whether it's, you know, whether it's professionally in business or with sports and athletics whether it's you became, you're a national champion, or you just sold your business for $10 million. But we never factor in all the times when you failed, when you weren't making any money, or you weren't winning any games, or you couldn't start on your team. I mean, hell, I'm watching the Jeter documentary, how much of a struggle it was for him early in his career, in rookie ball, in the minor leagues. It took him several years to become a good player. He really struggled. And as someone who's been fired, who has just seen low moments professionally? Like, I always felt those moments shape you to be better and be a catalyst if you use them right. But that's real life. Real life is not just winning championship after championship or cashing check after check. That's not the way the real world works. So when he's in tears telling his son, like, th- th- honestly, the most powerful thing his kids have been able to watch him do, beside the way he conducts himself, is fail. Because every single time Tony Finau failed, he kept coming back. He didn't mail it in. He didn't become a shitty player. He would just kept knocking on the doorstep. Kept knocking on the doorstep. And the reality in life, just like the reality in pro golf or the reality in the NFL, if you just keep swinging and you refuse to give up. Now, obviously, in pro sports, you need the talent to get there. But once you're there, more than likely an opportunity is going to present itself for you to excel and for it to work and for you to win and Watching this guy who's come so close and someone who's had so much money on him in different times and been devastated for him, it, I, I thought it was a very, very genuine moment to watch a guy win back to back PJ golf tournaments. Now, we can argue the strength of the field, who'd he beat. All, obviously, two weeks ago, the field was a joke. This week, he beat Cam Young and Patrick Cantley. Like, those guys are right this year, two of the top, like 15 players in the world, right? So, I mean, last week was very, very impressive. But again, like, watching the Jeter doc, what honestly is most impressive, looking back, is how the guy carried himself. And I think we spend so much time talking about people that are cocky or outspoken or whatever that we lose sight of, like, Tony Finau does it the right way. Tony Finow has approached the thing from the jump the right way. And he's got so close, and it's hard not to celebrate guys that do it the right way that ultimately get over the top. And now, hopefully, the floodgates open... This guy eventually should be a major champion and go on to win, I don't know. I mean, who knows how long the PJ Tour is going to survive, but 7, 8, 10-time PJ Tour winner. Like, he's that talented. So, congratulations to Tony Fino. And I'm going to go into a lot of different things with, with, uh, with Sobel here in a second, but I want to hit on this. Yesterday, or if I'm recording this on Tuesday, the PJ Tour on Monday put out their schedule next year. And a ton of tournaments... Because obviously the big talk with Liv was you got to increase the purses, you got to increase the purses. And they signed a big new TV deal. But the one thing Phil Mickelson has been saying for years, and a buddy of mine that's close with Phil and played on the PGA Tour once told me, it really started in the mid-2010s when Fox gave the PGA Tour 90, I think it was 96 or 94 million dollars for the U.S. Open. And the purse went from like 10 to 12 million dollars. And Phil and others were like, listen, we don't expect the purse to go to $75 million, but where the fuck is the money? How is the purse not $28 million? What is going on? And now you're telling me because of Liv, and listen, competition creates increases. That's the way leverage works. Anyone that's had someone bidding for them usually gets more money if the company wants to keep them. That's the way you know business works. But I think the PGA Tour that took all these tournaments that were memorial. It was $12 million purse. Now it's 20. Arnold Palmer, $12 million purse. Now it's 20. There's another, I, the RIV, same thing. I, I Call me cynical. Call me, I'm saying bullshit. This doesn't add up. If I was a PGA Tour player, I would not be happy. Obviously, with the new TV deal, the purses are going to increase. But I don't believe for a second If Liv had never existed, they go from 12 to 20. Maybe they go 12 to 14 and a half, 12 to 15. But it feels like you're doubling and tripling down because of them. And this is why so many of these guys left. This is why so many of these people don't trust the system. Now, I I, I just, I don't know, man. It, It doesn't add up to me. And over the next three weeks, the FedEx playoffs are essentially PGA Tours live. It is just a distribution of money to its top players. Now, I was on the golf course, my buddy Scotty, my buddy Tyler, they were college golfers. And Scotty brought up a good point. He said part of, you know, the difference of the FedEx and if Scotty Scheffler or Cam Smith or Xander, whoever ends up winning the $15 million, they've earned that over the season, right? To be at the end of the season, be in the Tour Championship in Atlanta, be one of the top 30 players. Obviously, they stagger whatever you... you know. Scotty is going to start that tournament with the lead. You've earned that right. Where Henrik Stenson just quits being the Ryder Cup captain, shows up and make $4 million. But I couldn't get over the fact. And this is why I think... I'm not saying the PGA Tour is going to disappear, but I still believe this is only the beginning. Tony Finau won back-to-back tournaments. He made around $3 million. 144 holes. The guy won back-to-back four-day tournaments. 144 holes worth of work. Made $3 million. A lot of money for a total of eight days work. Henrik Stenson shows up to live, wins 54 holes. So 90 less holes than Tony Finau makes $4 million. On top of that money, he got $40, $50 million, whatever, to lead the Ryder Cup and come join Live. It is going to be difficult when you just factor in the black and white dollars and cents. And the amount of money Liv, even with these purse increases, it's like, okay, now I can win $2 million, $2.5 million instead of one point four. Live Liv goes, you come here. I mean, Pat Perez has been terrible for Liv. But because he's on Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed and Taylor Gooch's team, he makes 750 grand every single week. Now, part of it, big personality, people like him. Always say like you want to be well liked. When you're well liked, good things tend to happen to well liked people. People take care of them. And that's what's happening to Pat Perez. But it's going to be very very fascinating because I can imagine some players go the guys that are there, Patrick Cantlay's, the the PGA Tour loyalists, go I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know if this quite adds up. And to me, that's the biggest question moving forward is, and me and Solberg are going to talk about this, how do they keep these guys happy? Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the Tour with no sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. Great promotions every day, safe and secure app. Get paid fast. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook and sign up using the promo code Colin to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour, promo code COLLIN. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 533-42. Arizona one 888 789 777 or visit ccpg.org/chat. slash Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg. slash Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia one eight seven seven 877 770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. one 8 hope ny or text HOPE-NY, 467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Back at it again. Uh, back to back, like my man Tony Finau. Uh, Sobel. I was I was driving back from 49er practice. Heard you you talking odds every every day, Monday through Wednesday, uh Sirius XM channel 92, two to four Eastern. As well as you can you can read them on the interweb, Action Network. i am actually got his article up right now. Russell Henley, he likes uh, this this week. Uh, as well as, you know, Links and Locks podcast. You can find him everywhere. Sobel, how you doing, bro?
3: I'm good. You're going to ask me about golf. I'm going to ask you about Niners practice. You've got Debo locked, locked in. in yeah, like he's he's good to go. He's good, good to go. He got late first round early second. You think you like him that yeah, much? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean I first round, they got a new quarterback, so the passing game, but they can hand it to him. I I, I will yeah. he be there in the second round? Probably not. I, I I would be a little leery, like I don't think he's a top five pick or anything, but if you find value yeah, yeah. In, in your second go round, I would he's just too good of a player.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm still I'm I'm just scratching the surface of the research. We're getting into research territory now. Once we like I'm going on the road for a couple of playoff events. Okay. I'll peel back the curtain. You know what I do in in Memphis and Atlanta when I'm going to be on the road fantasy road, football. There's a lot of fantasy football research. Once I'm I'm sitting there in the hotel, everyone's like, "Oh man, you're on the road. You're gonna have a good time." Yeah, I'm going to be sitting there in a hotel in Memphis uh, with some room service, pouring over every fantasy football stat. I, I
1: got fun. a name for you, Brandon Ayuk. If you can get him, he's the Niners' number yeah. two wide receiver. And again, you might have to. I, yeah. I wouldn't draft him like first couple rounds, but if you can get him like fifth, sure, sixth, sure. or something, if a lot of yep. the top names are gone, he that guy is a, yep. a talent. You know, think like yeah. Davis Riley yeah. or something.
3: I, I remember watching him at Arizona yeah. State. Those are those night games when, when you're chasing all your Saturday losses with a, a little second half Arizona State play. Uh, yeah, Brandon Ayuk was coming in handy. There are ago.
1: many like in football. There's a decent amount of guys that end up in the pros from junior college. H- have you experienced in your years around the PJ Tour? A lot of guys that went the junior college route or not many, huh?
3: No, not many. I think back in the day, like I want to say. Probably more
1: prevalent like the 70s, 80s maybe. Yeah, like,
3: you know, those were the guys. I I think there wasn't enough known about recruiting. Uh, You know, back then, the 70s. No internet. Yeah, it was, I don't know, this guy's pretty good. I don't know, this guy's pretty good too. We'll take one of them. Now, I think you really have so many different rankings, so many tournaments these kids are playing that if you're a golfer who's good enough and is going to make it, they probably know who you are if you're going to a junior college. There have probably been a few that I'm forgetting that have gone to junior colleges. My my favorite college affiliation right now of PGA Tour players is Jim Canouse, who went to the Colorado School of Mines, which oh by the way is not a golf powerhouse. Isn't
1: that? The, I think they have a football program where the coach never punts. Is that? I, I, I
0: you might I, be right. Might be I, and I think
1: he like. He was... Sports Illustrated wrote an article on him like 15 years ago. It was like a fascinating... He never punts. Like, that's his... Which, yeah. If you have the Colorado School of Mines, why would you punt? You know? Might as well. I,
3: hey, I want to sign a six-year deal. If I'm never going to punt, <laughs> you to <guys laughs> sign me you to know, a long-term deal. And then
1: I always found it fascinating in golf. I guess this happens in basketball, too, but basketball you know, I would say is a little different, you know, the Graham McDowell's the Fitzpatrick's that end up in American schools. Didn't Graham McDowell go to UAB and some of these guys like, it how do, do these yeah. coaches recruit internationally or is some of this just luck of the draw, you know, someone, everyone's story is probably a little different, but
3: I think they probably have a pipeline. I mean, you know, Rory was supposed to go to East Tennessee state <laughs> and wound up. As pro instead. Would that have been a good get um, for East Tennessee state? Yeah, but they had a bunch of players, European players. Yeah. Players from Northern Ireland—they kind of had a pipeline. Whether it was the coach knew some pros over there who were sending guys there, alums, whatever it was—that you know, I, I think what you'll find is that those who go after international players probably have had international players from that yeah. specific uh, country in the past, and they keep you know whether it's hey, I'm I'm friends with the guy who's the president of the Chilean Golf Foundation, and they keep funneling their best players to me. At this school or whatever it might be, uh, that's one. Probably, one
1: you know, thing I know, the, St. Mary's is in my backyard, and they recruit a lot of college basketball players from Australia. You know the Delavadovas, yeah, yep. the Patty Mills, those type guys. And in Australia, that's they play St. Mary's games, and to them, it that's Kentucky, right? So no, like what is Rory doesn't know Alabama golf or Arizona State golf? It it's no different to him over there, right? You know, so if he's like, hey, I'll go play yeah. college golf in the States, or to Justin Thomas, like he was never gonna end up at East Tennessee State or something, right?
3: Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, the the US kids probably know more. I, I would say that, you know, and this goes for many other things besides uh, college golf, but the world is shrinking. Yeah. And I think a kid who lives in Northern Ireland and is sixteen years old right now probably knows a lot more about college golf for sure. than Warren yeah. did when
1: he was coming out fifty years I, ago. I'd agree. Well, I mean, there's so much to talk about right now. I was reading multiple articles yesterday on the on a schedule breakdown. I'm like, is this the National Football League? I, why am I interested in the schedule? Well, let's just start there. Uh, to me, okay. the most intriguing part about the schedule, and I think I, I was listening to your radio show when you guys brought up some player tweets about that, and I started looking at it. It's pretty nuts early in the fall, just the all over the place. But to me, the thing that stood out, and I'm sure you guys talked about this, was the money. Um, listen, are, are we going to give Phil credit for everything? Of course not, but I, I have a hard time thinking several tournaments would jump from 12 to 20 million, and, and I am i can't remember exactly which one. One jump from 8 to fifteen, two or 8-2 to 15. Feels like borderline yeah. double jumps. I'm calling bullshit that that's happening, even with the new media rights, if Liv had never existed, to that rate. Maybe it goes from 12 to 14, but it, it feels a little... It's hard not to be cynical. Right about the way this all played out.
3: There's no way any of this is happening if live hadn't ever occurred. Uh, it's just not. I, and so they're going to be good byproducts. I know even for those staunchest live detractors out there, the people that are like, I can't stand live, I hate live. If you want to look at it and try to find the silver lining, the silver lining is for the players at least, this is going to pay off. They They understand the need to. Uh, to get these players more money. And and right now, John, it's not about keeping the players that want to leave and, and a player, a prominent player told me this not too long ago. It's about keeping the players happy who want to yeah. stay. And there's a, there's a very big Good difference point. between the two of those things. And you're, you're trying to keep these guys happy and how do you keep them happy? You give them more money, you give them something that maybe isn't comparable to what they'd get from live, but at least it's, Hey, I got a big bonus. I can tell you they're pushing uh, the money narrative right now. I got an email from a PGA Tour spokesperson earlier today telling me, hey, just so you know, Scotty Scheffler has locked up the Comcast business top 10, meaning that he's claimed $13 million in on-course earnings this year, which is the most ever pre-FedEx Cup. And I'm like, they weren't sending this email. Have you ever
1: heard about them talking about money to this extent in your two decades around the tour?
3: not to this extent, maybe around the implementation of the FedEx cup, where it was like, Oh my God, they're going to play for $10 million. Holy cow. Now it's, you know, it's 15 this year. I, I believe it's increasing the 20. Yeah, I think. It's 20. Um, so there's just, I mean, there's going to be more money around it. And yes, they're going to talk about it more. They, they want it to be public knowledge that they are giving players more money, a chance to play for more money. And, and again, there's a fine line here between, Giving players money and
1: yeah. having them earn it.
3: I'm writing a column on all this, so I, I'm tra- I'm going to try to type all this in as I'm talking about it because I'm giving up some good well, stuff. Here. One,
1: th- one thing I found interesting, and it obviously we kind of know it just because the money that's flowing is that last obviously now wins back to back weeks and they're not, it's not like he won the Memorial and RIV, right? I mean, they were lower level tournaments on the overall scheme of things, sure. but still two PJ tour wins. He's still about a million dollars short of what Henrik Stenson, who separate from the Ryder cup had not finished top 10 in a PJ tournament for three years. And so when you, mm-hmm. you, like I've tried to dabble in the live and I had some buddies that were like, the hardest part about this is how do we put any of it into context? Like, I I know DJ's good, but all these other guys, Stenson's been terrible. Like, what do their scores mean? Like, I understand when Tony is, is, you know, battling off Cantlay and Cameron Young playing well. Like, I know this high-level golf. Like, is Stenson playing high-level? Obviously, minus 8 or minus 10 is good golf for you and I, but relative, I don't know. And it's just, but the money is the money. And this gets back to all the money that's getting put out yesterday on the schedule. So Stenson makes $4 million And that's cool. Like Tony just made three or whatever in back to back weeks, but he also got 50. So when I see or whatever he got, so when I see all this money from the tour, that's cool. Like all those guys are making cash too, and they're getting these huge sum of money. So it's, I I just keep getting back to, it's real, like you said, you got to keep the guys that want to stay, but it's, it's going to become more and more intriguing when you just see the amounts of money that are getting handed out on this tour. It's so
3: much
2: money.
1: Now, look, I don't
3: fault the players for taking money. I might fault them a little bit for telling us they weren't going to take the money. I've got quotes right here. Dustin Johnson, I am fully committed to the PGA Tour two months before he left for Live, Brooks Kepka, somebody will sell out and go get this money. <laughs> then he was the guy. He just go sell out and take the money. Uh, Hedrick Stenson, it's a dream job being Ryder Cup captain and then leverage that dream job you, do, you, do you and really so, think he
1: did, like, just truly leveraged yeah. it, not like it just got so much money he couldn't turn it down?
3: Yeah, that, that's exactly what he did. Now, doesn't mean he didn't want the Ryder Cup job in the first place. doesn't mean it wasn't a dream job for him. But, look, if Henrik Sensen is not the Ryder Cup captain, I don't know that Greg Norman and Liv are even interested in bringing him aboard, let alone giving him, I don't know, yeah, $30, $40, 50000000 million yeah. dollars right off the bat. I mean, he might be a guy who, hey – We'll take you. You're a name player. We're not giving you anything off the top. You go earn the four million yourself. Hey, you're welcome to it. We're not giving you that bonus. They gave him the bonus because he's the Ryder Cup yeah. captain. Because all of this, I, I've been saying it's all about disruption, and it is. What I've kind of learned over the past week or two is that, and sort of figured out it's it's almost a, it's about control and power as much as it is disruption. It's about hey, let's show the world that we can do this. We're, we're the Saudi Arabian government. Let's show them how much power we wield. How much power do we have? We can fuck over the entire Ryder Cup by offering money to one of the captains and having him take it. That's how much power we have.
1: It's big yeah, I mean I I I think there's the logic behind why. I mean, it had been floated out there. The Tiger was offered a ton of money. But I, I don't think it's random that that Greg specifically said that basically the range of money that they were offering Tiger just to let everyone know, like, this is where we're coming from, everybody. Like, and, and it ain't stopping. He didn't take it. That's that's money I still have to throw around, right?
3: Yeah. No, that's a great point. Three quarters of a billion dollars. And look, I'd like to know what they're getting from Tiger. Ty- and so, again, and I tweeted this out earlier. Look, they're, they were not getting Tiger playing 14 events no. a year. Tiger can only play years told us that Tiger wasn't going to be like heavily involved. Did they get Tiger sort of the face of it, the figurehead. Yes. Do they get some legitimacy? Of course. Does Tiger go and recruit players? Hey, you're not turning down a phone call from Tiger. If he says, Hey, you got to come to live. This place is awesome. And they also get, again, it's about power and control. If the Saudi Arabian government can go get one of the most popular, one of the most famous, one of the uh, richest athletes in the entire world just by saying hey you want this money all right we're we're putting the carrot we're dangling the carrot right in front of you you come get it and tiger goes after it and he takes it i mean essentially it there it goes i mean everyone's going to join i mean the the dominoes are going to fall after that so there's still like i said there are going to be more players that come it might be four weeks from now after the fedex cup why not chase another 15 million dollars before you take $100 million from, uh from the Live Tour, but yeah, they, there are going to be more names who are going over there. And again, I mean, say what you will about Live, this is less of an anti-Live sentiment and more of an anti, man, it's really a shame what's happening in the golf sentiment, because sure. we watch sports to see the best compete against the best, and that's not what we're going
2: to have moving
1: yeah, forward. Yeah, and regardless of the Henricks and the Phils and some of the older guys, like it's cool to watch Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson and Bryson be involved with Tony and JT in these tournaments. Right. And you know, two of the four of them going at it. Right. It was, we got that at the Canadian open and it was, you know, non-major, probably the highlight of the year, right? Those two guys and Tony just kind of throwing haymakers. Those last basically 36 holes and definitely the last 18, uh, Last but not least, did did you watch, I I think you tweeted it on either Saturday night or Sunday morning about, you know, for the first time, you have a PGA Tour event and a live event ending at the same time, going going head to head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I dabbled in the live, you know, I don't, you know, I I had, I was gambling on the PGA Tour. I wouldn't care that much about that necessarily event, but I had Kitty Amas Tagala, some guys to top 10. None of them did, but that's neither here nor there. But you watch in a live event, which it's cool to have Faraday. It legitimizes their sound. But it does just sound like a golf tournament. It's not like they're not coming in with a different pitch of doing some random shit. What's your takeaway from their broadcast?
3: So, to me, it feels like you, you ever meet a guy. We've all met people like this. You meet a guy, and you go, you know what? He hasn't said anything wrong. He hasn't done anything wrong. And yet, I don't trust that dude. Like, I just it's something about that guy. You know, you can be sitting around, there's, there's 10 people at a table and you kind of, that guy talks, you're like something about that guy. I just don't trust him. Live golf is that guy. It's just, there's a disingenuous feeling know, weird. to the entire thing. It's a political rally wrapped around uh, a golf tournament. And by the way, that might be the greatest grift that this thing has done, which is, Hey, we're a, a league run by the Saudi Arabian government that's going to wrap itself in the red, white, and blue and have former President Trump and all his buddies and his kids around here um, talking about how great it is and everyone's sitting there going, yeah, that's right, you know, America rules, let's go live and we're better than the woke PGA Tour, the the whole sort of political dynamic around were they, this. Were
1: they saying stuff like that? about? Were they bad-mouthing the PGA Tour?
3: Everyone is. Yeah, I mean, not the players. No, not not players. The, but the, everyone yeah, the people around it. And so it's just there's a disingenuous feel. I you tell me. You look at the faces on the three other players, including Dustin Johnson, on the four aces who are spraying champagne on Patrick Reed after their victory, and tell me that's not a disingenuous look on their face.
1: Well, the one on. the one guy that's not disingenuous. Is, is Pat is Pat Perez, and this is why you want to be friends with the right people. Is doing nothing and yet cashing three quarters of a million dollars every week just to be part of a group that, let's face it, DJ Gooch and Reed. If you had four man teams on the all of golf in the world, you could just add one person to that group, and that would be very very prominent. Like they could they could play with anybody. Like that is a, That group is kicking ass no matter where what tour they're playing on. And Pat, somehow Pat Perez just gets to just you know piggyback off them and just cast checks like he's i don't know how long it's gonna last for him but he's got a good gig going right now so during this whole thing what i've heard from fans is fans say
3: just just tell us you're going for the money don't tell us it's because you want to play less golf because you want to grow the game just tell us that you're going for the money pat perez was the one guy who showed up to one of their events in a a suit that was like hundred dollar bills and he's you know the one yeah nah man i'm playing for money he's like i that's the only reason I'm here. I want to make money. And even that doesn't really sound right. So, like, what? No. You, hear? you say you want to hear it from a player, and then once you hear that from a player, you're like, eh, I didn't really want to hear that from them. That doesn't sound right either. And so I get it. Look, again, I don't begrudge anybody. I don't care if you're a golfer. I don't care if you're a plumber. If you have a chance to go out and make some more money, go make more money. That's why we're all working. I mean, if I, yeah. if I wasn't getting paid for the work that I do, I wouldn't be doing the work. Wouldn't me. do it. I mean, nobody no, would. for sure. This, this is why you worked. Go make more money. I don't have a problem with it. Just, you know, be honest with us. And yet, when you get the honesty like Pat Perez gave us, you're almost like, well, I'll be a little less honest about it. You know, you don't have to be fully honest.
1: <laughs> what, one golf takeaway I had from Liv is this is Dustin Johnson's personal ATM machine. I mean, he's clearly the best player there just consistently. I think he finished ninth in the first one. The last two, he's been, I think, fourth and tied for second. Like, he's he is just – I if he's just semi on, he's going to be a lock top three or four every week. I would imagine he's going to win several of these. Like he is going to make an astronomical amount of money the next several years, uh, separate from his signing bonus, which we all know is huge. Like he is going to rack up cash on this. And I watched some of. it. I did watch some of him when I flipped it on the YouTube. It does look like when he plays, and this is kind of DJ. He just looks like normal DJ, like out there playing him and his, him and Austin are going through it. It's like he's better than everyone else out there once he when he's playing well, and it's like. He's going to kick the shit out of a lot of these old guys.
3: And so what I think is essentially we're getting these guys floor games, you know, instead of the ceiling, you know, you, you kind of want, Hey, major championship. I need my best stuff. We're going to Augusta, Yeah, I'm going to practice. I'm going to stay in a house nearby. I got my chef. I got my trainer. Like I'm bringing my
1: Bryson at the old Bryson at the old course brought try, you know, right.
3: So, so at these events, essentially what you're getting is their floor. It's, yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah, I want to win. It's not, you know, we do press conference interpretations on our show every Wednesday where we list the players and it's like, oh, I'm playing really well. Or, yeah, I'm playing really well. You know, and, and there's a difference <laughs> in those same words. There's a difference between the tone and what they're saying. And I, I think there's a difference in these guys like, hey, I'm, I'm going after it. I'm trying to win this thing. Or, yeah, I'm going after it. I'm trying to win this thing. Uh, I think what we're getting is,
1: a
0: great
3: maybe point. 80%, 90% of their best stuff. If you get an 80 or 90% Pat Perez or Henrik Stenson or somebody else against an 80 or 90% Dustin Johnson, that Dustin Johnson is going to beat you every single time.
1: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you say, of the last like couple decades, beside Tiger and Phil, DJ has the highest floor of probably any golfer out there? Yeah. It's right maybe, there. maybe a Rory. Maybe.
3: A t- How many times do we watch DJ and we're like, Man, he just looks like he doesn't care. Oh, he finished yeah. in fourth place. I, I
1: mean, uh, yeah, He
3: can go out there, kind of go through the motions. Anyone else goes through the motions, they shoot 78. DJ goes through the motions, he shoots 66. It's just like it doesn't phase him whether he's you know fully engaged or not.
1: Before we get into this weekend, I just give the guy credit. I mean, he's been through some tough losses over in his career. He feels like him. You probably sure know him one of the nicest, easiest guy to root for in, in recent memory in the sport of golf. Tony Finau winning back-to-back and just how emotional he was, talking about his son. Just a pretty cool moment for a guy whose who's floor is actually pretty high, too, but his ceiling, clearly, when he's on, is is right there with a lot of the top guys. I mean, he he's an elite talent.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I I had this conversation. Uh, I was doing the XM post-game show on Saturday night. I had the conversation again during our show on Monday afterwards. But is this... Good timing for Tony Finau in that, hey, he was able to put together his best golf for two weeks and, you know, gain some momentum going into the playoffs, going into next year. Or is it actually terrible timing? And look, I it doesn't mean, hey, it's, it's a bad thing that Tony Finau won two events. Look, it, it, we all get it. Like, we're all like, hey, it's it's great. If you can play back-to-back eight, eight full rounds of your A game, it's always going to be a good thing. But I maintain, and this is a, a compliment towards Tony, that – It's actually unfortunate timing that it came over these past two weeks because and I know Tony gets ripped for not winning big events and not being there in the final rounds of major championships, even though he has a little bit over his career. If this had happened three, four months ago, two months ago, Tony Finau might very well be a major champion right now. And What I mean by that is his best golf against the 3M Open and Rocket Mortgage Fields, even though the fields weren't great, I still think could have been feel could have beaten. Field I agree. That include Rory and Rom and Scheffler and everybody else.
1: Yeah, I I mean we we saw him. I mean it took a sweet round up from Rory in the in Canada, right? I think he Tony shot like sixty five that Sunday. Like I mean Tony, Tony, Tony's good as as good as anybody Uh this weekend. From a gambling standpoint, I guess the last official regular season event before we get into the, yeah, you know, the FedEx playoffs are. I'm just going to call them like, uh, you know, they were live before live. I mean, it's just, it's just handing money out to guys, which I'm all for. Uh, who who do you like and why?
3: Yeah, so you mentioned earlier, I'm I'm going Russell Henley this week. Uh, a little bit of karma play after last year. I not that I had Russell Henley for a top five last year. He missed a par putt on the final hole lost by one, and finished in seventh place. First time in over 20 years that that had happened on the PGA Tour, that a player lost by one and didn't even cash top five tickets. In any case, he's got more gas in the tank than most other players. Hadn't played until last week a non-major tournament since middle of May, and so he's rested up, finished uh, 10th place last week, was second in the field in strokes gained T to green behind only Tony Finau. He was the worst putter statistically of anybody in the top 25 back on Bermuda greens should be able to putt a little better. So Henley's my guy this week, but I'll, I'll sprinkle some throughout, uh, you know, that the top range, I can see some Sung JM. I know a lot of people like him this week. Siwoo Kim's got a great record there. Uh, I can see that. So Will Zalatouris, I, I like a lot. He was my outright play last week um started slow but came on during the weekend so i do think he can step on the gas pedal and play some really good golf this week so uh, from the top tier of those guys i'm looking at
1: did you like in an event like this some of the guys i know you mentioned your column davis riley but looking camera champs actually had some moments the last couple of weeks scott stallings played well guys in that 45 to like 70 range or is this do you think one of the bigger dogs you know a henley Sunjay, shane lowry wills Alatoris, webb simpson you know, because Tony Finau has been the betting favorite basically last two weeks and won. So it's, it's, but it's like, how often does that actually happen? Yeah, it's
3: less about the range and less about where they are in the betting markets and more about what type of player they are. I mean, this is an event where a few years ago we saw Jim Herman win. A Few years before that, Arjun oh. <laughs> Atwal once won as a Monday qualifier. I mean, we've had some serious long shots win this event in the past, and so you, you start looking down the board and. Cameron Champ is a guy who I, I don't think his game suits this golf course. Is the one where you got to keep it in the fairway. Length yeah. is really a big deal. It's only so. It's
1: why cars. you like. It's why you like Webb Simpson's his style course. Yeah,
3: and I I don't know that Webb is necessarily playing his best golf right now, but uh, I do have one hard and fast rule about betting on golf, John. That's if the player has named one of his kids after the title sponsor of the tournament, you probably should play him. Uh, that's a little hint right there, is that you should play them until, until there's a little AT&T Spieth running around or a little waste management Scheffler. Um, the only one that I know of is Simpson, who has a kid named Wyndham. That's usually a, a, you know, a good little sign to be like, oh, maybe I should
1: play that guy. You think Kepka and Jenna Sims' first kid would be named Liv, if it's a girl? Liv Bedminster, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got going on the rest of the week? Anything? Playing any golf?
3: Yeah, I'll play some golf. i will do some radio shows. Uh, I'm writing a column, like I said, about Live Right Now, where um, I, I know you told me you only watched got in a couple of episodes of Severance. Um, I watched it. Stick with it. It gets really good the last three. I am comparing professional golf right now to the show Severance, where you've got your outies, the people who continue to live their life on the outside world. Then you've got your innies, those who are working for the company inside the company walls and don't really know what they're working towards, but they know they're getting paid. Hmm. Kind of sounds like golf right now.
1: You, you know, I'm going to end on this. I, I think a lot of us naturally that, that love the sport are, are nervous with the splintering of it and feels like it's going the wrong way. And it's easy to take the negative, you know, kind of side. What if we went Tony Fee now and we're positive? Any chance that big picture over the next four or five years, this leads to Better golf, more positive, some connection over time. I mean, or, or does that feel very, very unlikely? This turns out positive for just the, the 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 consumer, which is really what I care about.
3: So, anytime someone has asked me over the last few months, "Hey, in five years, do you think?" I I'll cut you off and go. I, in five minutes, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this thing is changing on such a a fast basis that I I don't know. It's something like, for all I know. Jay Monahan and Greg Norman are on the phone talking right now. And they're yeah. putting something together for a PGA tour live series where they're going to play against each other. Like, you know, the old wrestling match. There. You have to, admi- you have to admit so that'd get- be
1: fire. That'd be sweet. Su- that'd be sweet. All right, I'm all
3: in. Go ahead. Do it. I mean, <laughs> at this point, like, yeah, let's, let's do something. The one thing that I lament the most is that fracture, that splintering of uh, the world of golf where the best aren't playing against the best right now. I don't know if they want to get together and, Tour guys play against live guys, and they're really like, "Hey, let's see who's the best." Whether it's a Ryder Cup format, whether it's individual, I, go ahead. Like I, I have nothing against that. I think that's a great idea. Why not?
1: Would you put any percentage chance that we see any of the live guys have access to any of the PGA Tour non majors next year? Or would you be would you be shocked uh, in twenty
3: three? Uh, I I absolutely. Remember, what I've talked to from a legal standpoint. I think it's going to happen. I don't see how they can keep them from playing really i mean i from a legal standpoint it seems like they should play now from a logistical standpoint i don't know how often we'd see them so this is one of those where they're like hey i want to fight for the right to be able to play pga tour events when and wherever i'd like but once they get that right they're already playing 14 events on the live tour next year if they're qualified they're gonna play four majors that's 18 events now a Patrick Reed who it was just announced is going to play the next two weeks on the Asian tour. Patrick Reed likes playing golf. He likes traveling around. I can see Patrick Reed playing six, seven, eight, nine PGA tour events. Phil Mickelson. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he wants to go play a Torrey Pines or a Riviera. Brooks yeah,
1: Not he necessarily play. him. It, it, it'd be the three or four of the $20 million, the big purses, you know, the Memorial, the Arnold Palmer, sure. the Riv, you know, and it'd be like the DJ, the Patrick Reed, the Kepka, the Bryson. It'd be kind of that crew. I,
2: I
3: don't even know. I mean, really, if you're Dustin Johnson. They don't need
1: the money. We,
3: we just <laughs> talked about Dustin Johnson being a walking ATM right now on the live tour. Are you going to entice him by saying, hey, you want to go play Memorial where you can win $1.5 million? <laughs> like, nah, bro, I came in seventh last week and won that. What do I want to do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, good, good, <laughs> good point. Well, so, we'll, uh it get, make some birdies. Uh, have a good time. I'll, I'll listen to you on the radio on the drive back from Niner practice. See you, bro. Thanks,
0: bro. Keep scouting Debo for me. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids... the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's answer a couple quick mailbag questions. I need some more. So at Golopod, at Golopod is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs and get your question answered here on the show. Start with Quinn. My question is, will Liv and the PGA ever come to an agreement and partner up? Do you think Liv is even interested in doing that? It may only be the move PGA has left. I think Liv would gladly, hey, you want to bring four or five teams over to compete against our teams? They would do that in a heartbeat. That'd be a big win for them. Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour will not do that. What's going to be fascinating now that this lawsuit's going through Will those guys ever be allowed to play? And now that these purses are $20 million, will they jump in, you know, to play Riv, Arnold Palmer? Bryson has said he wants to play Arnold Palmer and he wants to play the Memorial. Like he wants to play those two big tournaments. And I think he'd play Riv too. Bryson would play those. I think Taylor Gooch would play, and I think Reed would play. Kepka, DJ, probably who knows? Probably not. I mean, DJ Liv is DJ's personal ATM machine right now. He finished ninth, he finished third, and he finished tight for second. And they gave him $175 million. Like Phil got his $200 million, but that's it. Like Phil finishes DFL every week. DJ is going to be a lock top five. I talked about this with Sobel. He's going to win some of these. DJ is going to make... If I just had to guess what does DJ make in two years at Live? Non-signing bonus, I'd say $50 million. I mean, he's already made, I would guess, two... He's probably already at four. All he's got to do is win a couple. That, that'd that be Eight. He'd be a 10 before he even blink. Maybe not 50 million, but I think he could win $30 million pretty, pretty easily. Next year, 14 tournaments. I mean, DJ could win three or four of them. You win three live events, that's 12 million bucks. And his team, because he's got Gooch and Patrick Reed, they win every week. So that's an extra 750 grand. So if DJ just won $2 million, he actually wins 752. So he wins $2.75 million. DJ is cashing some checks, man. I mean... Uh, big fan, three and out and go low. Heard you give out some Scottsdale course recommendations based on where you have played. Next time you're out there, you should check out Quintero Golf Club. Best public course in that area. A little bit of a drive, but definitely worth it. I've I've heard about this course. Heard great things. Uh, Michael Brewer, former quarterback. I, Michael, shit, I remember watching you play. This guy played at Virginia Tech. It's crazy. I watched your career, man. Playing at Payne's Valley. Looks like you're a big golfer. You're ever Bay Area Scottsdale, let's play some golf. Just followed you on Instagram, Michael Brewer, man. You know what's crazy about this little job I got? You get to meet people that you followed from afar. Their careers uh, appreciate the uh, the recommendation there, but I I really have heard of that that course. A bunch of people have said it. I, I remember I think Riggs was tweeting about it a couple years ago. Uh, I think that's it. May steal this line. Pat Perez has finished T29 and T31 in his first two live starts and was a combined 35 shots off the leading scores, but is still banked 1.75 million. What a world. Like I said, there's something to be said about being liked. He's liked DJ, they they party together. I don't know what the deal is. Clearly invited him to be on the team. He's not even getting close to finishing in the top 20 of a 48 man yet back-to-back tournaments he's made 750 grand. 750 grand. I, I mean that's crazy. Good for Pat Perez. I we we celebrate money where I come from. So so good for him. Uh I mean I aspire to join his club Silverleaf one day. So maybe we'll be we'll play together and talk about lift. Do you know what's crazy? That I'm going to end on this the thing about live, because all these guys, no one has defected. None of the big players. I, I would love to just like have Pat or any of these guys over some cocktails and just like hear about it. What's it like? Is it really as cool as they're making it out to be? Do they pay your caddies? Like obviously they do, but like I, I want the details. You know, no one's really. I mean, DJ ain't telling anybody, but like get like a Perez, get like a Poulter. I, I would be fascinated to really non Greg Norman and non Phil. Like give me like Pat Perez over a couple drinks. What's it really like? You know what what's really going on for the week? The concerts, the parties. Like I, I I'd just be fascinated if you did like one of these players in an in depth interview podcast, YouTube. I I'd, I'd consume that immediately. Have a good week at Golo Pod. Go subscribe. Talk to everyone soon. Football podcast out Friday. Peace. <laughs> With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at slash active cash. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport, and I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting
0: Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality. Podcast.